When you have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you very much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot to get to today. Somebody walked out after a question? Oh, yeah. Well, House Republicans published uh, redacted bank records showing that one of Hunter Biden's businesses did, in fact, uh, transfer a few thousand dollars directly to Joe Biden. Now, it's really funny to watch all these people who just, despite a lack of evidence, were convinced that Donald Trump was a Russian spy... Yes. Are now seeing more and more evidence that there was a closer financial relationship between Hunter Biden and his father, the president of the United States. More evidence means there's less evidence. It's amazing. What? It's strange. You'll see a story that has evidence in it. And then the news person will say, despite having no evidence. Yeah. You just presented it. Right. Well, they say, well, this was for a car loan. That apparently Hunter Biden needed like four to five thousand dollars, and uh, Pops floated in the cash so he could buy a five thousand dollar car, and then he had to pay Dad back. In the same year, Hunter Biden made eleven million dollars. Yeah, when was this guy ever driving a five thousand dollar car? Right. Well, not only that, he was gifted a car, and it wasn't good enough, so he traded it in right. on another new car. Right. But he needed a loan for a different car, apparently. Yeah, yeah, needed a loan. Pops had to help him out there a little bit, you know, just trying to uh, keep him on the on the straight and narrow. And so you've got a bunch of liberal media types out there going, well, there's this is nothing. It's a nothing burger. I'm sorry, but let's walk through the steps. Because a few years ago, there was zero financial entanglements between Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Zero. There was a wall right there. They wouldn't even talk about it. They never even discussed it. They didn't talk about money. Nope. There was never any sort of back and forth. None. Okay, Correct. well, yeah, I mean, yeah, he Joe may have been on a few business calls, but they were talking about the weather. They were talking about baseball and basketball and whatnot. Yes, they had played golf together. You know, just saying hello, that was it. But there was never really any, you know, money going to Joe or other family members. Oh, wait, there's a pile of LLCs that were funneling thousands and thousands of dollars but just 19 to 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 members of the biden family Mm -hmm. yeah but not joe okay so everybody in the biden family is (laughs) getting the cut of the action Mm -hmm. except for the one guy that was central to making that money correct okay that's what we're to believe and now well okay yeah hunter's business transferred like five thousand dollars or whatever to to joe's bank account as for mm-hmm. a car, there's no evidence, okay? 
Yeah, and forget all those texts and the emails where Hunter griped and moaned about having to pay Dad so much money. Yeah, no evidence at all. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, you know, we're pretty sure there is a P-tape of Donald Trump. Okay. Right. Um, so, anyway, the White House press secretary was asked, hey, what about what Joe has said all along, which was there was an absolute wall between Hunter's finances and Joe's. What about that? Fair question. Did she and answer it? The president, did the president accept payment? And why would there be such an arrangement if they were never in business together or if there was a wall of separation, as the president has previously said? So I have to be uh, clear with you. I, I have not seen that report, so I would have to refer you to my colleagues over at the White House Counsel's Office on that particular question. All right, everyone. I'll see some of you in Boston or on Wednesday. Thanks. Oh, thanks. See you later. Good night. I'm out. Pick up Boy, my notebook. Something. Don't want to talk about this anymore. Mm -mm. Don't drink and drive. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we shouldn't be surprised. You can't outrun this forever. No. You know, and we all thought this. There's going to be more and more evidence as time goes on, and we're seeing that. That's good. All right. That's one. I, I mean, you, you got to call that good news in some ways because you want justice and you yeah. want the truth to come out. So I will also say this because they talk about the small amount of money. The small amount of money, we don't have any idea about all these shell corporations yet, yeah. what's underneath them, right? Mm -hmm. But the small amount of money can sometimes go undetectable because it's a small amount of money. Right. And they use it that way. It's the same way when somebody's trying to get into your account somehow, they'll you'll see a, on your ledger all of a sudden a charge for 75 cents or something. You speak about this like you know something about it. I do know it. about it, yeah. <laughs> but but I only know about this because I saw it and called, yes. yeah. and they went, hey, hey, well, let's get rid of the card. Yeah. What they're trying to do is to get you to go out, okay, no big deal, whatever that is, right? Of course. And you just move on, and then they have access to everything. Yes. Yeah. Me and Hunter, we think alike. Yeah, okay. there you go. Okay, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Muslim leaders from around the country are telling the president he's lost their vote. Yeah, uh -oh. yeah. I, I, I saw CBS News highlight this story. They said Muslim leaders, and I, I would say self-described leaders because I don't know who any of these people are. Right. I don't know how much sway they have, but I do think it's interesting when you've seen the polling among Arab Americans and Muslim Americans ever since the October 7th terror attacks in Israel. Um, Joe is cratering with that demographic. Yes. Um, so these people from several swing states had a press conference to tell Biden they're abandoning him because he supported Israel after the October 7th terror attack. So here's a little montage of what they said. You're going to hear from people from uh, Michigan, Arizona, and Pennsylvania. Okay. Scott, have you heard this yet? Nope. Uh, we'll enjoy it together. We will never forget that you've already crossed the line on October 20, 31st, 2023, simply by not calling for a ceasefire. We don't only have the money, but we have the actual votes. And we will use that vote to save this nation from itself. We can guarantee. Oh, hold on a second. Save it from itself. Yeah. Yeah, what does that mean? Israel's always been our ally. Correct? Yeah. And all of a sudden, the rules are going to change because you're playing stompy foot? Get lost. Who are you? We can guarantee that Arizona will not stand with a man who has tainted the blue wave with red dots of blood. Most of Pennsylvanians are not siding with any elected official that are siding with genocide. Genocide. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, the genocide. Again. Well, again, I mean, sit it out. Don't vote. 
I mean, of Don't course, vote. Biden's not going to do this because in some of these places he needs the vote. Well, yeah, he does. But I mean, there's got to be part of him that wants to go Elon Musk on him. Yeah. Are you trying to blackmail me into your vote? Go bleep yourself. Yeah. Where are you going to vote? For the Trumpster? No, you're not. Of course not. Because there's very few in charge that would put up with this kind of nonsense. You know, stay in your lane. Yeah. Well, as far as I'm concerned, you can have the head for the back. Yeah, right. You're so, <laughs> Joe Biden's just got to be sitting there thinking, well, you may not go to vote, but a vote will be cast in your name when we cheat next time. Well, yeah, so, that's true, too. Yeah. I have your vote for that. whether you want it or not, or whether you want to give it or not. Yeah. I mean, I, is it crazy to you that these people are making these kinds of demands? I, you know, man, it, it is kind of, it's shocking to me a little bit. Yeah. And I'm kind of with Scott. I'm like, well, yeah, withhold your vote. As a guy who doesn't want Joe Biden to be president again, then uh, right, exactly. I support yes. it. Yes. Not like they're mm. going to vote for Trump. Vote your conscience. Well, yeah, and if they, but it really doesn't matter if you're talking about swing states where Trump lost by between yeah. five and 10,000 votes. Yeah. You know, the Muslim community in all these states is not very large. Um, that is enough to, to make a dent if even half of them decide we're not going to vote for Joe Biden. We're going to vote. Uh, third party. Yes. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, more on that a little bit later. Now, if you're going to mention, you know, this whole issue with Israel, Hamas, Islamophobia has to be brought up some way. Do you have an Islamophobia story, David? Uh, Yeah, well, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was asked about Islamophobia because, of course, (laughs) he was. So the question was, hey, you've talked a lot about protecting Jewish schools and Jewish students at universities. But what about the similar increase in violence to Muslims in Muslim schools? That doesn't exist except for in my mind. Okay. Yeah, that is not true. They are not experiencing the similar threats. I mean, I, are, are those students being chased for their lives in some of these universities around the country? I think that's a totally false equivalence. And that's what Biden has done. Biden has responded to the unprecedented spike in anti-Semitic fervor by saying that the real problem is Islamophobia. They are not the same things. That's just not what's happening. The percentage of, of crimes against people based on identity is always Jews always lead that overwhelmingly. That's just the fact on it. Yes. Well said. Yeah. Good job with that. I think most people in America want peace with everybody. Most do. But you can't tell me people aren't getting somewhat irritated with the whole, well, what about Islamophobia? That comparison, it's not even close. Most reasonable people that get their news from more than one source know that crying out loud but i that's one of the problems with the country honestly is some there are too many people that just believe exactly what's being told to them from legacy media that's part of it and you know we've said it a million times to really be informed you got to look at so many different sources and everybody's just trying to scratch a living you got your job who has time to go through that much stuff right you know it's tough and you would miss out you know if you if you're one of those people that don't have the time, you'd miss crazy headlines that just jump out at you, like one I saw today. Yeah. John Mellencamp once had his head cut off. His head cut off? Yes. That was a headline. His head? Yes. Off? Yes. Wow. Yes. Had you ever heard that before? Like Jombie, like in a box? Well. Heads are falling off! Head off. Yeah. He is, quote, was, 
I had my head cut off when I was six weeks old. Oh, God. But he had the condition, apparently. Oh, this, this was an interview yeah. with Esquire magazine. Uh, spina bifida? Bifida, yeah. He said there were three other kids that had the same operation that day. The other kids died, and I lived. One girl made it for a while, and I used to see her at basketball games. She was paralyzed from the neck down. She died when uh, I was about 13. Okay, you used to be in Top 40 Radio. I was yep. rock radio, played a lot of John Mellencamp. I've never heard that story before. Had you? No. Oh, no. Gosh, no. I knew he had spina bifida. I do remember that, a conversation about that as a child. And I, honestly, I don't even... Is that... And you looked it up, David. That's yeah. part of the procedure. It's not all the way off, well, in the Yeah, in the 50s. Not really. I mean, it's... It, so spina bifida is basically the... the what, the... The spine part of the spinal cord is out of the spinal column is out of the right. mm-hmm. yeah. out of your spine, so they have to try to reattach that, fuse it together, and whatnot. I know this is a very technical rundown of it, you know, of, of, of the procedure. They definitely, yeah, at that time, this was an experimental procedure. They had to cut his neck open in order to basically stuff okay. the spinal cord back in place. I, I mean, I don't know about head cut off, but I mean, certainly he got dug into yeah you're right uh, but I, that was just the quote yeah and then the headline it's like well, holy smokes but really yeah there were some other quotes from this esquire interview um there's one that has some f words in it quote uh you only have so many f's to give in your body so don't give an f about what's not the f worthy Got it? John Mellencamp said that? Yes. You know, he had an album called Cutting Heads. There you go. I swear that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I didn't know at the time what he was talking about. Now I do. So there you go. He it's also seriously. said, Cutting Heads. I don't know how many grandkids I have. A lot. That's what he said. Oh, man. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, there's much to get to today. Um, now, who wrote the title? of this story. Today's show tries to scare idiot audience about Trump with Liz Cheney. The payoff straight ahead. The holiday season is all about family, and it's a good time to remind ourselves of how important our responsibility is to protect the ones we love. That includes planning to secure their future. Life insurance is an easy way to give your family peace of mind. It provides a safety net, so if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses while getting back on their feet. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed, award-winning agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. They work for you, not the insurance companies. That means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Your family deserves peace of mind. A life insurance policy through Policy Genius can give it to them. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much money you could save. That's PolicyGenius.com. That's PolicyGenius.com. 
What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Question was, who wrote the headline? Today's show tries to scare idiot audience about Trump with Liz Cheney. I did not, and you didn't, so that leaves David Van Camp the yeah. one who wrote yeah, that wrote headline. That. Yes. It's Sometimes hilarious. you want honesty in reporting, right? Absolutely. And, and that's true. And I'm sorry, but if, if you're only getting your news from NBC, yeah, that's a really, I'm not going to call you an idiot. I guess I already did. Yeah. It's a very idiotic thing because <clears throat> they lie to you all the time. I'm not saying don't pay attention to it because you need to know how they are spinning every single story yep. to fit the narrative that they like. Um, yep. The Today Show, though, they're trying to scare the brainwashed audience about a second Trump term, which is a, a new trend that I've seen in the last couple yes. of weeks. More and more yes. people. A second Trump term is going to be worse than the first. Right. Like, according to you people, don't threaten me with a good time, man. Dang. <laughs> uh, How is it bad for those people? That, well, they can't run on their record. This is what they're going to do. Yeah. They're going to scare the hell out of people. So but there's my question. What was so bad about the first one? How did your life get so worse? Well, that was three years ago. They can conjure up all sorts of things, I'm right. sure. Well, you woke up in fear every day Yeah. because you bought into it. Donald Trump was going to rip your children away from you and something. Yeah. So the Today Show brought on former Republican Representative Liz Cheney. Okay. And Savannah Guthrie, very worried from the Today Show, asking about, what about a second Trump term? Do you believe if Donald Trump were elected next year that he would try to stay in office beyond a second term? That th he would never leave office? There's no question. There's you think no he would question. try to stay in power forever? Uh, absolutely. I mean, he's already done it once, but he said he will do it again. He's expressed no remorse for what he did. <laughs> she's she's horrible. Oh man, he'll never leave. Yeah, we'll be doomed. Yeah, dictatorship. Right, losing freedoms because that obviously happened in the first Trump. Hey, yeah, remember when uh, when Trump sent in the military to quash mostly peaceful protests? Oh wait, he didn't. No, he didn't. There's a lot of things that they're worried that he'll do that I'm like, I, I just wish he did it the first time. Build a wall? Yeah. Yeah, would have saved us a whole lot. You know what is going to happen if Trump wins? He will just to mess with people. He'd say, you know, after this four years, I don't know, should I stay longer? Right. right. What do you think? Yeah. The people will go nuts, and then the next day they're going to be wetting the bed again on the Today Show because that's the way it rolls. Going to change his middle name from John to Delno.
Delano. Just like FDR, baby. I'm not going anywhere. Did you see this story out of Spain? Oh, my goodness. This 21-year-old woman choking on a piece of turkey. Okay, what are you going to do? She took a toothbrush and tried to dislodge it. Took the toothbrush like down her throat to try to dislodge it. Um, The good news, it worked. The bad news was she swallowed the toothbrush. Oh, no. Yeah, she was trying to get it down there. Yeah. Just Man, that's a bad day. Cautionary tale. Yeah. She's going to be okay. Um, they, she showed up at the ER. They didn't even know to believe her. No, it was true. We did the x-rays. Yep, that's a toothbrush. Good news. She's going to be all right. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin <laughs> show. You see all kinds of stories out there. There's no doubt about Our it. Our intestines are really white now. Though. Yeah, right. <laughs> Plaque-free. <laughs> yes. Biggest story today, David. Well, it's one that just came across my desk here. Uh, the FBI director, Christopher Wray, is uh, testifying in front of a Senate committee. And you know how all these people are worried about a second Trump term? Yes. Well, he just said something. Quote, I've never seen a time where all the threats or so many of the threats are all elevated all at exactly the same time. What threats from who? Terror threats from various sources. Yeah. Oh, so is it still the biggest fear? Uh, White supremacy? That it? Well, We'll get to that story. And what's your story straight ahead? This holiday season, we're unwrapping joy and tuning in the cheer. Wishing you a Christmas merrier than a cat on a sled. My cats don't look very merry. Well, that's because you didn't train them very much. And a new year so fantastic, even your resolutions will bro-hug each other. <gasps> Please don't touch me. From our crew to your ears, have a holly jolly Christmas and a side-splitting new year. Laughter is the best <laughs> gift you can re Come on, bring it in, bro. <laughs> Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer. That's Scott Robbins. Mm-hmm. News update, David Van Camp. Well, the FBI Director Christopher Wray is on Capitol Hill testifying in front of a Senate committee. Uh, he wants more funding, you know, for the FBI because they've been focused on dealing with all sorts of things right now, uh, mostly like traditional Catholics and uh, parents who show up at school board meetings. But, hey, you know, they're... They're working on other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was asked about the current threat level in the United States. All right, roll it. So what I would say that is unique about the environment that we're in right now in my career is that while there may have been times over the years where individual threats could have been higher here or there than where they might be right now, I've never seen a time where all the threats or so many of the threats are all elevated all at exactly the same time. That's what makes this environment that we're in now so fraught and why funding our men and women who are working shoulder to shoulder with state and local law enforcement and other partners every day makes it even more important, not less. So hmm. blinking red lights analogy about 9-11, all the lights were blinking red before 9-11. Apparently, obviously all of us missed it. Would you say that there's multiple blinking red lights out there? I see blinking lights everywhere I turn. Okay. How are you feeling today, everybody? 
Well, to be honest, um, I think we've all felt this way. It's just confirmation. Yeah. And you get the feeling he's talking about real threats. Not like, as you said, David, talking about parents at school board meetings that are, you know, called domestic terrorists by some people. Or the threat of white supremacy, white rage is something that we're most concerned with right now. All that nonsense is kind of out the window. It's like the real world right now. Multiple different threats. I would guess that's true. <laughs> They've been allowed to waltz right in. It was a problem I mean, th- that we've this, created. This is this should surprise no one. I read about the Chinese nationals the other day at nationals. They're coming in, just walking in through the border. Oh, it's yeah, I mean, massive is, number. We all parts of the world we brought them in here. They're here. Yes, used to be the problem was getting here. How do we how do we infiltrate it? How do we get involved with this? You know, not anymore. No, I mean it's been. Basically an open border policy for going on three years. And we have no idea who so many people are in the United States. It's just crickets. Well, naturally, there are red lights flashing everywhere. Golly. Yeah, there there are a lot of things to address, a lot of things to fix coming up. What is so hard to understand about that? A lot of people don't even know what's happening. We're in it every I day. Did, I see if this, you're listening, you, you know, know you they, already know this stuff, but half the country doesn't even know it's a problem. You know, we talk to our friends in Texas, and they're just rolling in, and, oh, yeah. and Arizona, and, and California. It's like, what is going on, man? I know. You know, I thought this was a really good example of a false narrative that a lot of people believe that was <laughs> corrected in a heartbeat, and then the interview was ended. And this is totally switching gears, but this was Sky News, Australia. And the host um, is talking to uh, one of the spokespeople from uh, the Israeli Defense Force. And so what the guy is saying is, as far as, you know, the people in Gaza, uh, they can't power up their phones to know where they shouldn't be. So you're going to hear this is, what's his name, Jonathan Samuels from Sky News talking with... Uh, Duran Spielman from the Israeli Defense. Uh, he's the spokesperson. Roll it. Just wanted to ask you very quickly about that digital map. You're telling people where is going to be targeted next. People don't have power to power up their uh, mobile phones. They haven't got Wi-Fi. Well, I don't. Yeah. Know. So, so what are they going to do? They don't know where to go, right? You've heard this before from people. They can't power up stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think you and all of your viewers saw our hostages being paraded through the streets as they were released to Israel over those seven nights and hundreds of Gazans holding their phones, videoing them. So clearly there's enough power to power their phones when we're, they're parading our hostages throughout Gaza. Now that same power to their phones will be to get the maps, download the maps, look at the flyers, and don't okay. forget, we're not only just those... I'm so sorry, we are out of time, but we appreciate you your comments this evening. <laughs> when in doubt, you're out of time. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Just a little coincidence. Yeah. Going to set this question up and get my statement in, but then I'm out of time. Out of time. Look at the look at the watch. Look at that. Yes. Just these narratives just get pushed out there, and people believe it unless there's some sort of correction that happens. It's just the way it rolls. All right, we got to move on to other stuff. That part of the show may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention today, David. What's your story? Did you see the video out of Arlington, Virginia? Yes. Like D.C. area. Uh, I, I saw the video as it was as it was making the rounds last night. 
You're just seeing somebody has a phone uh, trained on a camera phone, trained on a house. Mm-hmm. Cops are out there, and all of a sudden, boom, whole thing goes up. Everybody's yelling expletives, like, what did I just see? The cops have now uh, said that what happened was a guy rigged it to blow. There was this nut who thought that, I don't know what, his neighbors were spying on him. And, yeah. I mean, just all sorts of crazy stuff. He got involved in a shootout with the cops, and then when they were getting ready to, you know, ram in the door to go get him, uh, I guess he had turned on the gas and he fired a flare gun. Wow! The whole thing went up. Oh gosh, it was like a movie. It 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 was wild. It's a huge fireball, and the thing you could see it just expanding and blowing up. Okay, so this dude you're talking about did this. He's got what kind of issues? Some, I mean, obvious mental issues. But he yeah. sued about eight thousand yeah. people, and he says his neighbors are spying on him. And I mean, he's a nut. <laughs> I mean, he, he is. He's, he was. He's not anymore. But he yeah, was well, a nut. Yeah. Medical definition. Yeah, Mr. Scott Robbins. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of spit it out that way. That's what well, I was that's looking what for. That's what he was. Yeah. Okay. Just a nut. Yeah. Got it. All right. So for What's Your Story, what do you got today, Scott? 11-year-old girl was assigned to share a bed with a male student who identifies as a transgender girl while on a cross-country school trip. What? This is according to a demand letter sent Monday. That girl's parents are now calling upon the public school system to provide some answers and clarifications of its policies related to children who identify as transgender. Represented by the Alliance Defending Freedom, Joe and Serena Wallace are calling on the Colorado-based Jefferson County School Board and Jefferson County Public School Superintendent to clarify whether JPS will continue this practice of intentionally withholding information about rooming accommodations from parents like them who object to their children rooming with a student of the opposite sex. Imagine that, regardless of the other student's gender identity. This practice renders itself impossible for these parents to make informed decisions about their kids' privacy, upbringing, or participation in any of these programs. And they demand uh, that uh, the school face the consequences, answer our questions. How did this happen? Their 11-year-old daughter was sharing a bed with a boy who says he's a girl on a cross-country school trip, and that was allowed. Because of their policy. Yes, and I'm guessing most of the parents in that district had no idea they, that that was the policy, of course. Nobody did know that was going on. Nobody knew it. It's disgusting, man. Man, I'm telling you. You read stuff like this and you think, gosh, dang, you can't make that up. No, it's beyond lawsuits. These people should never be in any form of education again. Wow. Yeah, it's something. Story, I'm going to follow this story, though, because I want to see how this thing ends up. Well, yeah, there's I mean, a lot we'll, like we'll that. see it what happens. Like. So, so sometimes you hear about it, and then it just goes away. Yes. But in this case, this 11-year-old girl was like, whoa, wait a minute, what? Oh, my goodness. You know what? I'm going to switch my story for what's your story. I'm going to go something a little bit lighter. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. <laughs> okay. It's all right. I, I'll get to the other story later. Um, I saw this, and I instantly thought of you, Scott, for what's your story. Um, new polling that's out. Somebody asked, and this is 12,000 people, how often they take naps. Because you're not a big nap person. I'm not. And not only that, I think you kind of look down at people that enjoy a nap. He's an anti-napite, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm more anti-napite than most, I suppose, yes. Um, 25% of people said a few times a week. 
That was the most common answer. Wow. 13% never nap. Would you be in the 13%? I, well, I can't say that for sure because sometimes on a Sunday or something, if I'm watching a football game that's yeah. boring, it I'll, might happen. I'll drift off a little bit. Yeah. Okay. But it, it's not an intentional no, nap. No, not at all. No, never. Okay. Ever. All right. And so you had 6% of people saying they take multiple naps a day. Wow. I, How do you do that? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Are you thinking, well, you could, it could be, you know, someone that's retired, senior? You know, it's like, okay, you get out in the morning, you do whatever. It might be before lunch, a, you know, 10-minute nap and then another nap in the afternoon. I don't know. Um, but the multiple nap crowd, they said, you'd expect to be mostly seniors. But the top age group that takes more than one nap a day is actually people in their 20s. They probably do it at work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Drift it, off in their cubicle. I mean, that is like the woke generation that's always tweeting out things like, I'm so tired. I had no idea that that was literal. I guess so. Oh, that just reminded me. You caught an employee sleeping once. He was working under you, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. forgot about that. He's sleeping. He's at the board asleep. I walk in. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. He's still gainfully employed. Not in this business anymore, but no. gainfully employed. Um, 11% of Americans under 30 said they nap multiple times a day. So that's one in nine compared to just one in 25 seniors. That's incredible. Wow. You know what? That just reminded me of something else. And I think it was because maybe some medication or something else, but a fellow employee of ours years ago actually fell asleep during a meeting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then everyone left and I was still in that space because that's where I did my work (laughs) and I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I'm like, I'm afraid if I wake him up, he's just going to feel bad. Maybe I just let him sleep. I don't know what. So I just let him sleep. And all of a sudden, when he came to, he's like, oh, yeah. what happened? I'm like, yeah, he was, what do you mean? The meetings? Oh, you fell asleep. You yeah. were running the meeting, and you slept at your own meeting. Right. Also happens to be a big fan of this show. <laughs> really? No. Oh. <laughs> Hell no. Well, I'm, I'm not lying. That no, I mean, hell, I know. I was there. Oh, yeah. He did also fall asleep during a meeting with, like, corporate executives. Yeah, I think there was, like, some sort of issue that yeah. was going on that was just beyond, you know, just <laughs> having a little case of the nappies. I think yeah. there was something else going on there. <laughs> what an experience it's all been, huh? Case of the nappies. <laughs> um, Israeli peace activists. you got to hear this story much more coming up. Here's something for all you guys that haven't gotten your special someone a holiday gift yet. This Christmas, Pajamagram has your back with a deluxe gift set for her, a one-and-done luxurious present. This gift set includes the smooth seduction satin nighty and robe, plus a free satin eye mask, all wrapped in an elegant satin keepsake bag. Yep, you heard that right. That's four gifts delivered right to your door, ready to go under the tree. Silky. Sensuous. Glides over the skin. Designed to make her feel amazing and drive you wild. 
wild. Whoa. The Smooth Seduction Satin Gift Set is your ticket to a very nice winter season. Don't wait. Get it before it sells out. Go to pajamagram.com today. And get the Smooth Seduction Satin Nighty robe, eye mask, and keepsake bag. That's the Smooth Seduction Satin Gift Set at pajamagram.com. Don't worry about the lines, the traffic. Order the perfect gift from the comfort of your own home. And don't make the mistake of getting cheap, uncomfortable pajamas. Go to pajamagram.com today. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week, no thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. A holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to get money the same day. Starting December 11th, walk into a Jackson Hewitt for an early loan on your tax refund, and you could walk out with up to a thousand bucks. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to get money. Missing out would be cray. <laughs> Appointments go fast. Book yours now at jacksonhewitt.com. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Martha Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Martha, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Saw a piece today in the Wall Street Journal. And I don't mean disrespect. It's just a head scratcher in a way to me. I'll explain. Uh, the title of the piece, Israeli peace activists face reckoning after Hamas attack. That some of the worst affected communities say they remain committed to peaceful coexistence with Palestinians. Okay, and they're mentioning different people that have been, you know, trying to foster a good relationship with Palestinians and the two-state solution. And it says, you know, the October 7 attacks um, prompted a reckoning in parts of southern Israel that bore the brunt of the violence. It's been the home of scores of activists who sought to promote coexistence and greater rights for Palestinians. Um pursuing this two-state solution for years, and in some cases, decades. And they're looking at, you know, the polling now. And, you know, it says that in September, the support for peace negotiations with the Palestinian Authority uh, was at 47.6%. But then in late October, it fell to 24.5%. And you have a historian that covers all of this conflict, Benny Morris saying, um, you went and found out that these people would just go out of their way to cooperate with Arabs. I fear that the October 7th uh, mass killing of civilians has further undermined the left in Israel. Well, and, and, and is, that a, is that a bad thing to have naive people realize that they were naive and wrong? It's painful, but it's not bad. People need to know the truth. Am I oversimplifying it to say there is a group of people that does not want to coexist? Yeah. And there always will be. Yeah. And they're always going to try to take Israel off the map. That's why this whole thing of this two-state solution, it 
it never goes anywhere. Or if it does, it doesn't last for long. And you go on and read this whole piece, and you kind of feel bad for people because you think their heart is in the right place. Yeah, I think but so. But now you know what reality is. Yeah. But there's still hoping that at some point there will be a two-state solution. Oh, you can hope all day. Absolutely. Yeah. Now activists in southern Israel who have long said that peaceful coexistence with Palestinians was possible are being forced to rethink those beliefs in the aftermath of the attacks. Well, of course. Well, yeah, they should. Yes. And there, one lady is quoted saying, I feel such as I'm fighting to stay human and to not change, but it isn't easy. Sometimes change is good. You just understand what reality is. That doesn't mean you still can't love other people, but you got to know when there is an entire group that wants you dead. Goodness gracious, man. I mean, and that's the thing about so much when we're talking about just left and right. And it does come down to me, at least, simply saying the left are always wanting to exist in this world the way they'd like it to be instead of the world that we truly live in. Well, by their rules. Yes. Yeah. Man, oh, man. Uh, Talk a lot about pets on this show. Have you ever heard this before? The average pet owner has six pet panics a month. Oh, boy. That seems like a lot. Well, there was one that I thought of you. Like the cats run out. Oh, well, one of mine does. That's a panic then. Mm -hmm. It's like, where'd he go? Well, no. Can I get him? And now I got to get to work. What am I going to do? Yeah, I got to go chase him down. Yeah. Well, they've had the maintenance guy come up here before. And well, say, I, I got your cat. Well, because I didn't know he got out. <laughs> he That's did. when you didn't know he got no, out. No, I didn't know. Wow. He, usually, he's a ninja, man. I mean, it's all I see is a blur go by me a lot of times. <laughs> and he's shot down the hallway. He's got nowhere to go, but he thinks he does. Or that he could be unexpected puking. Yeah, I got that, too. Oh, man. Or they're not their usual self, and then you're worried. I do that, mm-hmm. too. So all of a sudden, six pet panics a month doesn't seem so small, does it? probably (laughs) under there, yeah. (laughs) This is the Markley Main Camp and Robin Show. Hey, it's Jamie Markley. David Van Camp. Me, Scott Robbins. From the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Where we turn mundane into (laughs) madness. Thanks so much for listening on the radio. But have you dared to join in the fun online? Follow us on Instagram for video and behind-the-scenes content. Hey, is that a good idea that we do that? Sure, why not? You can also yell at us on X or Twitter. It's that thing Elon Musk runs. And Facebook, because Grandma deserves a daily dose of Barkley Van Camp and Robin. Yeah, stop doom-scrolling and stalking your old high school classmates. Search NVCR Show on Instagram, X, and Facebook. Because life's too short for boring radio shows. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Um, The border... The border is secure. Yeah, it yep. still is. Yeah, yeah, very secure. Homeland Security Director Alejandro Lying to Congress. Mayorkas. We need more resources. Mm-hmm. We're doing everything that we can. Yeah. The border is secure. Okay, how many millions have been coming in? Uh, what is it, we like 10 million? Somewhere over the around, last three years? Yeah, somewhere around eight or nine. 
ish. Enough to secure an election win for the next 100 years. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, yeah. Well, also, U.S. border authorities dropped off 42,000 illegal immigrants on San Diego County streets between September and November of this year. Wow. They, that seems pretty significant. They get dropped Right, they get dropped off at bus and trolley stops. Uh, those are three. There are three prominent sites for drop off. Uh, that's been the Irish Transit Center, San Diego, and San Ysidro near the point, uh, port of entry, and an Oceanside. Uh, now, if you remember, uh, Oceanside Mayor Esther Sanchez back in September said about a hundred illegal immigrants were arriving every day in Oceanside from San Clemente, where they had been processed. So it's jaw dropping when you have like back in October, the San Diego County Board of Supervisors approved three million dollars in expenditures for migrant support services. And then today the board is going to be voting on whether or not to spend another three million dollars for a new center to process migrants, which is why I roll my eyes when these sanctuary cities like Chicago or New York start to whine about how they've been stretched then mm-hmm. what do you think it has been like for cities and counties in southern california not to mention arizona new mexico uh, texas it's been yes. a non-stop just absolute debacle for them by design yes it's incredibly frustrating i mean when is it going to stop i know that texas has some plans you know, change some state laws and then just start arresting people. Yeah, and deporting them. Yes, send them back. You know, and that'll get hung up in court for we'll see how long. I mean, at some point you wonder, the state's just going to have to start doing that. On their own? Yeah. Yeah. And then when they get, well, all of a sudden, no, you know, the federal judge has ruled that you, know, you can't do that. No, we're doing it. What are you going to do right. about it? And then where does that go? Because at some point you got to protect your people. Federal government's not going to do it. It's just incredibly frustrating. Okay. So there's that out there. And then Fauci returns somewhere. Yeah. What, how is he in the news again? Uh, well, he's uh, on an extended farewell tour. Um, uh, the oh. BBC's Caddy Kay interviewed Anthony Fauci, you know, science's only begotten son, and asked him for advice on how to get this combat misinformation. Combat it. This guy. Right. He creates it. He's the guy. source of a lot of it, yeah. Of course, yes. It's very, very difficult. I'm trying oh. to figure out what the best way is, what kind of commonalities that you have when, when you have people who are of the bent that are absolutely convinced that the election was stolen, even though you have 30-plus judges, who have, some of which were Trump appointees, who declared that absolutely it was not. It was a valid, well-done election. What about vaccine uh, skeptics? Ho- ho- yeah, what does that got to do with it? Seriously. Now, he's just the voice of reason on everything? I mean, shut up. Yes. That was the Cle- question. Oh, please don't let Trump be elected again, because if he is, I'm in real trouble. Okay, can I go down memory lane real quick before we get to the rest of this oh, sure, yeah. Fauci clip just for myself? Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. Okay, when you're in the that was March 2020. Now, All right, okay. There's no doubt that wearing masks protects you and gets you to be protected. <laughs> so it's people protecting each other. 
I, it depends on what I want to say at the time. It's just part of what I do. Yeah. Is there a way? Well, I, I have think... Have you converted anybody? Uh, yeah, I, I have. If you can get people to look at the data and at least have a conversation with you, you can win some of them over. There's nothing wrong with being a far conservative, far right, far left. Nothing wrong with that. That makes for a healthy, heterogeneous society. But when you use that to make very, very poor decisions when it comes to your health, <laughs> like you did, it's really disturbing. So I don't know how to crack that nut. Yeah, right. I mean, you can believe whatever you want to believe. That's fine. That's healthy. Until I say something. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yes. You're yeah. really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. Yeah. So you go after me, you attack science. This guy. And lying about the origin of it for... Oh, yeah. Ever. You know, these last two stories, talking about, you know, open borders and then Fauci and all his lies. There was a piece written in the Wall Street Journal. Well, it's from a book. Uh, Professor Ellis uh, from the University of California, Santa Cruz author of the book, The Breakdown of Higher Education, How It Happened, The Damage It Does, and What Can Be Done. And he writes this piece, and I think it will resonate with you. America faces a formidable range of calamities, crime out of control, borders in chaos by design, children poorly educated while sexualized and politicized against parental opposition, unconstitutional censorship, a press that does government PR rather than oversight, our institutions and corporations debased in the name of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and more. To these has been an outbreak of anti-Semitism, as we've seen. So he goes on to say children's test scores have plummeted because college education departments train teachers to prioritize social justice over education. Censorship, that's what reminds me of Fauci, started with one-party campuses shutting down conservative voices. The coddling of criminals originated with academia's devotion to the idea that criminals are victims, not victimizers. The drive to separate children from their parents begins in long-standing campus contempt for the suburban home and nuclear family. Radicalized college journalism departments promote far-left advocacy. Open borders reflect pro-globalism and anti-nation state sentiment among radical professors. DEI started as a campus ruse to justify racial quotas. Campus anti-Semitism grew out of ideologies like anti-colonialism, anti-capitalism, and intersectionality. And you read this, you're like, yep, yep, yep. Said never have college campuses exerted so great or so destructive an influence. Because it used to be great for our society, right? No longer. It's cancer. Right. I didn't know this. Maybe you've heard this before from 1915. What did you said, look at me for when you said 1915? I looked at David, too. Oh, I'm just, no. I'm not that you were around then. I thought, I thought well, in, in fairness, you were of legal drinking age then, Scott. So. <laughs> I was buying shots at the, yeah, you were. At the uh, saloon. <laughs> yeah. Higher education by and for political radicals was foreseen and banned by the American Association of University Professors in 1915. They had a policy statement that warned teachers, quote, against taking unfair advantage of the student's immaturity by indoctrinating him with the teacher's own opinions. Whoa. Whoa. Have you ever heard that before? No. Like, don't do that. Dang. You know that these young people 
Yeah, are impressionable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're immature. Yep, they haven't learned how to think for themselves or creatively think, critically think. Wow. Okay. So then it goes on to say, like right now, if you're optimistic, you'll see the growing public hostility to campus foolishness. And there is that for sure. Yeah. At the same time, said radical control of the campuses becomes more complete every day as older professors retire and are replaced by more radicals. The membership is the, exa- the example. The membership of the National Association of Diversity Officers in Higher Education which represents the enforcers of radical orthodoxy, has tripled in the last three years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then he talks about, okay, uh, what can be done? Because colleges ain't going to do this themselves. No one's really going to do this. He does say personnel is policy. Effective reform means only one thing, getting those political activists out of the classrooms, replacing them with academic thinkers and teachers. But that takes a long time. Mm-hmm. By the way, this whole thing's worth a good read. And then he says, really, most parents and students um, right now seem to be on autopilot. Kid turns 18. Well, it's just, you know, you got to go get your college education. People need to stop thinking that way. Because it's no longer thinking, well, the kid's going to get taught some really good things. They might have a kook or two. But it says professors are now predominantly closed-minded, ignorant, and stupid enough to believe that Marxism works, despite overwhelming historical evidence that it doesn't. If enough parents and students gave serious thought to the question whether this ridiculous version of a college education is still worth four years of a young person's life and tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars, corrupt institutions of higher education would collapse creating the space for better ones to arise. Well, I think you're starting to see a little bit of that. I mean, with the enrollments dropping yes. in colleges all over the country, I mean, you know, it's happening. But as you've mentioned a million times, these endowments will keep them floating indefinitely. David's mentioned it. Yeah, yes. well, yeah. I mean, you guys, I'm, David, yeah, you've been involved in this for a lot longer than I have but in, in terms of, you know, advocating that. But it it is true. Yeah. I mean, there's some schools that wouldn't have to have any students for the next 20 years and still not run out of money. Well, yeah, to me, there's a there's a two pronged approach. You could say one is yeah. acknowledge that the financial investment is not worth the payout anymore, and a lot of people yep. are realizing that, and maybe mm-hmm. starting at community college or not necessarily going to the big expensive school right. uh, or going into the trades or figuring out something else to do. So I think that's one of those things that will take care of itself because everybody under the age of eighteen now knows how expensive college is. Mm-hmm. And they hear all of these people talking about how, well, we got to bail them out. We got to bail out these students because they're crushed under this debt. So right. I think there's a natural progression that happens there. The other thing is, Congress really needs to get to work in taxing the hell out of universities. And now that's a long battle and one that will take forever to win. But mm-hmm. you have to start thinking about rating their endowments. 100%. I agree 100%. Agree. Hundred percent to pay and for this anything. This is a long really. tangent. When we were talking about college football yesterday, it's one of the reasons yeah. I'm not a fan, to be honest, because I see how much money it generates, and then I'm like, well, who's who's getting the money? Yeah, people that shouldn't. You know, but any other business model That's where right. you see a precipitous, precipitous drop in customers, yeah, you would you would somehow somebody would say, hey, wait, we can't continue this way. Agreed. We got to blow this up. Something's going on yeah. internally that is no good. No, I right. I, I think the ultimate trap is we raid the uh, endowments to fund reparations. There you go. University should be all about it. 
By the way, there's something else we got to get Good to. Good one. John Fetterman, did he say something else that you like, David? Yeah, John Fetterman, the Democrat senator who represents the produce section at your local grocery store, um, he has been pushing to get fellow Democrat Bob Menendez kicked out of the Senate because of the bribery allegations he's facing. So Fetterman has enlisted the help of former Representative George Santos, who was kicked out of the House of Representatives just a few days ago. Santos is now on the site Cameo. That's where you can pay celebrities to make custom videos for you. Oh, yeah. my goodness. So Fetterman, against anybody's better judgment, uh, actually gave Santos uh, his credit card number. I wouldn't have done that. But uh, it paid him to give a message to Bob Menendez. Okay. Hey, Bobby. Uh, look, I don't think I need to tell you, but these people that want to make you get in trouble and want to kick you out and make you run away, you make them put up or shut up. You stand your ground, sir, and don't get bogged down by all the haters out there. Stay strong. Merry Christmas. This is a remarkable turnaround <laughs> as far as David Van Camp and John Fetterman. Well, Fetterman's still a garbage human being. You shouldn't be in the Senate, but at least he's making decent points now. <laughs> I, I think he's been replaced. I, I do. Wow. I think the spaceship came and got him and put another one down here. All right. News update with some trans cyclists next. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Hey guys, listen up. Did you know that by the time you reach middle age, 50% of men are experiencing symptoms of an enlarged prostate? These can be disruptive to sleep, energy, focus, and your social life. Having problems in the bedroom because of an enlarged prostate, Prostate HX can help. A combination of powerful nutrients that have been shown to improve the health of the prostate. If you want less trips to the bathroom, a more restful night's sleep, better energy, and hormonal support, Prostate HX is the answer. For this risk-free offer and free shipping, call 800-671-9900. That's 800-671-9900. Or go to ProstateHX.com for Prostate HX today. Take advantage of this limited time, risk-free offer and free shipping by calling 800-671-9900 for Prostate HX or go to ProstateHX.com. That's ProstateHX.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. A holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to get money the same day. Starting December 11th, walk into a Jackson Hewitt for an early loan on your tax refund, and you could walk out with up to a thousand bucks. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to get money. Listen out, would be cray. <laughs> Appointments go fast. Book yours now at jacksonhewitt.com. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. This happened again. Two biological men. Uh, transgender women, you know. Yeah. One gold and silver in a cyclocross race. Mm. 
Illinois. That's the second time that's happened. Oh, really? Well, you know. Yeah. Emily Williamson and Tessa Johnson. This is the second time they finished one and two in one of these types of races. There was another one in October. Um, we talked about this before. What can be done? Is it just every woman has to say, I'm not competing? Yeah. I'm not going to well, do this. That's the, exactly. Well, that. I, I'm not talking about high schoolers or even really collegiate athletes, but for like grown adults, yeah, yeah, I I no longer have a problem with this because if the women involved aren't willing to walk away, adult women aren't willing right. to walk away, then you deserve this. You're almost going to have to start your own association. Yeah, because like in this situation, the Chicago Cross Cup website notes that it will disqualify anyone who practices discrimination or harassment of any kind on the basis of race, color, religion, age, gender, sexual orientation, gender identification, national origin, or any other stupid idea. Mm. That someone would belittle another racer. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. This would be the problem with starting your own. Why? Because people would screech you. So what? People, no, too no. Bad. no, too bad. They'll lay down in the on the in the track. We'll run them over. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It'll happen once. Glue themselves to something. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Williamson has picked up 18 first place finishes since 2017 See, this, this, competing this, this, against this, women. You're right. This crap's got to stop. Just stop it. Well, the other one, Johnson, <laughs> um, actually competed in the men's category while competing for Clemson University in college. Interesting last name. Isn't it? Yep. Well, it's also been reported that Williamson is in a thruple relationship with fellow trans cyclist Austin Killips mm-hmm. and another individual, if you're keeping score. <laughs> just, to me, not? it's just funny. And again, I, I, until there's this mass exodus of, of adult women leaving these scenarios, I'm going to say, you know what, dude? Girl power. Go for it. Get all the medals. You're a queen. I'm not going to go that far. You're on that island by yourself. That's fine. <laughs> I've just ceased to care about the adults it's, involved. It's so much work. You just want to compete. You just want it to be fair. Yeah. It sucks, man. By the way, speaking of dating, did you hear the new term out there, golden retriever man? <laughs> have you heard this? No. no. We might have to get into more of this later. Yeah. It's a sweet, gentle, affectionate guy that's eager to please and easy to train. This is the Barkley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, we'll have to revisit more of that later. Biggest story today, David? My head hurts. My head hurts. Uh, Biggest story of the day, uh, I believe. I think you might be a golden retriever, man. I am. I probably am. I know. That's why it hurts. (laughs) (laughs) We can tackle this in the next 20 minutes if you want. (laughs) Speaking of tackle... Um, yes. Anyway, the uh, biggest story of the day, there are a couple. Uh, one, uh, to me, is the White House basically wanting to stay very, very mum on the evidence that Hunter Biden did actually transfer some cash to his dad. Oh, yeah. It's just for a car loan. Come on. Who's believing no that? No one does. Okay. We will get to that in a news update straight ahead.
This holiday season, we're unwrapping joy and tuning in the cheer. Wishing you a Christmas merrier than a cat on a sled. My cats don't look very merry. Well, that's because you didn't train them very much. And a new year so fantastic, even your resolutions will bro-hug each other. <gasps> Please don't touch me. From our crew to your ears, have a holly jolly Christmas and a side-splitting new year. Laughter is the best <laughs> gift you can re -give. Come on, bring it in, bro. <laughs> The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, I hesitate, but I got to ask it. Are the walls closing in? Uh-oh. On, on one Joe Biden? What do you think, David? Well, they're, so you've got this uh, uh, these bank records that House Republicans have released. They are redacted that show payments going from Hunter Biden's company or one of them directly to Joe Biden, about somewhere between four and $5,000. And apparently it was for a car loan that uh, Hunter Biden had needed help uh, on payments for. Didn't and get, couldn't get a co-signer on that one? No, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. he just, he missed a few payments, low on cash, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I know boy. it was a, yeah. a year in which Hunter Biden made $11 million, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. What? It makes no sense. No, it doesn't make any sense at all. Then he got the free car. If you remember, and then he traded it in. Right. With one of his deals. Now, I know. Okay, there's no evidence, though. Even though you just gave us evidence there, David? Yeah. We're still hearing there's no evidence. And don't forget, 51 intelligence experts said that laptop of Hunter's, that was Russian disinformation. Right, exactly. You hear that going back? No, we're talking about bank records now. And the other thing that I guess most people forget, who orchestrated that whole thing with the 51 intelligence experts back in 2020? Oh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken. No, the yeah. hell you say. Yes, mm. because he was the campaign aide. I know how to make this go away. I got some friends here. Watch They're me. all going to sign off on this thing. Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So freaking corrupt, man. You know what's what, what's really ironic about this? What? Is that the people defending Joe Biden right now with this mm -hmm. are actually sourcing documents that the New York Post uncovered from that laptop. Yes. They're saying, see, there's an email here that <laughs> Joe, as vice president, was picking up the tab for some of Hunter's bills. Wait a minute. I thought that was Russian disinformation. Well, not that part. Not Some that of part. it was. The Russians are crafty that way, right? Yes. <laughs> Some of the stuff that they put in there was true, and other things were right. false. Got it. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Something else we're hearing from Biden's White House is that uh, there's a lot of fear right now in the Muslim community. Yeah. Well, a few towns and holiday festivals uh, have canceled their Hanukkah celebrations because they're afraid it'll be seen as taking a side in the Israel and Hamas war. <laughs> just, just cowards okay, all over the place. Just to, move. To okay. me, <laughs> seriously. I, I think more realistically, they're afraid of some crazy person blowing them up if they do something like a menorah lighting. That could be. But if that's it, just say it. Right. Well, they, right. they can't say that. Because then someone might blow the them cooks. up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. We're afraid of people getting all jihadi right. in this atmosphere right now. That's what it really is. Yeah. 
Um, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about this and what the president plans to do about it or say about it. Okay. I don't have any specifics uh, to lay out as we um, get closer to the holiday, but obviously we have seen an uptick uh, in anti-Semitism. We have seen an uptick in hate, uh, just more broadly in different communities, obviously, uh, uh, also in the Muslim community. And so we will do everything that we can uh, to make sure that these communities feel safe. Mm-hmm. You always got to mention it in there. Yeah. Can't be one without the other because you know what would happen then? fear that people would think you're taking sides. Right. Have you seen some more of the reports of people that have actually seen the video from October 7th and the way they react to it? Yeah. Like, you're never going to be the same after seeing it. No. And you wonder if it would be a good thing for the likes of a Corrine Jean-Pierre or, you know, just different people that go out to protest. You know, these college campus dorks that all are all of a sudden are all about pro-Palestine, free Palestine, river to the sea, all that. You know what? You need to take 40 minutes here and watch this and see if you're still going to go out and protest because that would say a lot. I mean, that's not going to happen, but it should. I think that would be probably a good thing. Okay, something else out there. You want something on a lighter note? No, more heavy. Come on. Okay, I'll give you something else heavy. This is really bad. Oh, really? No, I can go lighter if you okay, want. Yeah, why don't you? It was just a couple of years ago. It was one of the coolest moments that we got to experience together. No doubt about it. Who's, who's mean, the whole, the entire audience here together? Well, it, in a way, I guess, if you were with us at that time, you may have seen the video of it. Mm. Um, and all credit to David Van Camp that helped make a dream come true. And that was one Scott Robbins fulfilling a dream that I didn't even know existed. Why are we bringing this up again? Why? I'm just asking, yeah. There's a new study out. Oh, okay. That I it was a lighter note, but it is a study right. and it's pretty fascinating actually. If you don't know what I'm talking about, after Scott's heart attacks in 2015, one of the first times he was back on the air with us, I said, "Well, what about a bucket list now? Is there anything you'd like to do?" that you haven't done in your life that you want to really do. And the first thing that Scott said at the time, and we'll never forget it. I would like to uh, hug a dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if you've known Scott Robbins you know, for a long time, that was in some ways shocking. Nope. In yeah. some ways, in all ways. I, yeah. You could have given me a thousand guesses uh, as to what was at the top of his bucket list, and I never would have guessed hug a dolphin. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, you're rough and tumble guy up until the heart attack. Well, that was the reputation, uh, yeah, at least. David made my dream come true. And it was SeaWorld, San Antonio, and sure enough, you swam with a dolphin. You rode a dolphin, really. <laughs> it was something yeah. to see. Yeah, it was fun. The study that's out discovers that bottlenose dolphins possess a sixth sense. I'm not making this up. Really? Yes. They've discovered previously unknown sensory ability in bottlenose dolphins. Electroreception. You ever heard of this before, no. David? Um, I mean, I can guess at what it is, but no. It's bridges the gap between dolphins and other known electroreceptive animals and adds a new understanding how these creatures interact with their underwater world. 
Um, it's the ability to perceive weak electric fields, typically associated with aquatic or semi-aquatic species. The sensory skill has been a focus of extensive research in marine biology. And what they found out, that these bottlenose dolphins have it. Wow. I've heard about that with sharks, that yeah. it's not only the ability to smell blood, but you can they can also pick up on uh, uh, the electrical signal of a fish or some sort of uh, creature in distress. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Now, did you pick up anything when you swam with the dolphin? No. I, well, I didn't. You did say, when because you, you cradled the dolphin's he- head in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. And you stared at that thing for a while, and it really looked like something exchanged between you and that dolphin. Telepathically? Yes. Mm, perhaps. Like one soul reaching out to another. You <laughs> were are... one with that dolphin. They are gentle animals. And very intelligent. Yeah, very smart. No doubt about that. Yeah, I, I had a good time doing it. It yeah. was really a you cool know, thing. I, I got, I'm, not, I'm I, not making fun. No, I mean, it was a really cool thing. I mean I ha- that. I have to tell you something. Yes. Uh, our former producer, Chris, was with us that day, if I'm right, correct? Yeah, Chris yes. and Dennis he, were there. Yeah. Dennis, Yeah, Dennis also helped us out. And if it weren't for Dennis, I'd still be in that. That suit. The wetsuit. I'd still be in it. I couldn't get it off. <laughs> it was incredible. I, you had a hard time getting, getting it, on. it on and getting it yeah, on. There was only one person that could go back with you. Yeah, and, and poor Dennis. And, and yeah. he was the guy that was going to film the whole I thing. I felt bad so he for did. Dennis. Poor Dennis. You didn't know each other that well. No, we didn't. We got to know each other pretty well after that. Yeah. Your wetsuit I mean, I, that thing, man, I'm telling you. Yeah. And then it helped you get it off, too. Yeah, no. Getting it on, I think, was harder than getting it off. Okay. That's usually the case in life. So you just wanted to recognize him as part of this? Um, That's nice of you, I think. Is there more to the story that you wanted to share? No. It's just like there's a dude in there. I I don't know him very well. I mean, we've, like, spent two hours together, right? this thing on. And all of a sudden, I'm I'm yelling from the dressing room, Hey! Hey! Can you come here? Couldn't get my feet in it. It was brutal. Yeah. It's a nice moment. It was so a beautiful that's, moment. That's what you shared telepathically with that dolphin. Yeah. Can you help me get it off, dolphin? <laughs> man, oh, man. Gosh dang, those things. All right, other news out there. That was a fun story. Thank you. No problem. I just want to All the up. darkness we have, yes, that was nice. Well, and there was another story about the Democratic senator saying, hey, we're done asking Biden nicely for a reduction of civilian casualties in Gaza. We need some action. Well, which idiot but, was that? I don't know. Do you want to get into this right now? It's a clown car. We do that later. Oh, there's one other thing that we got to do real quick, because I mentioned this earlier and that we would do this. And that is the whole story with the golden retriever man. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just take care yeah. of this. It's the new dating term. And it's single women that say they're looking for a guy that's like a golden retriever. And if you find him, it's a guy that is sweet, gentle, affectionate, and eager to please. Not to mention easy to train. Mm-hmm. You're rolling your eyes, Scott. Well, what? What do you, what do you want from me? <laughs> Why do you internalize this? I internalize everything. <laughs> <laughs> Why stop now? I don't think I don't think you fit this. Do you? No, no. Uh, well, I mean, I try. Listen. Well, yeah. You know what? I'm not trying to show or I'd not just hanging helpful. with us, but yeah. I guess maybe. Um. 
They define it as an urban dictionary says it's a significant other that's easygoing, makes it fairly simple to maintain a happy and fulfilling relationship. Yeah. I mean, to a lot of guys, I think they're saying it sounds like a doormat. Yeah. Kind of. I agree with that. Yeah. 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 And is that a good thing long term? No, because when you're a doormat, you eventually wear out and they go to another doormat. <laughs> you who's saying deep, they get bored with the doormat. They who's want got some sort deeper of challenge. doormat pockets. Yes. <laughs> Oh, here's the thing. I'm reading this was out of the New York Post. Uh-huh. They they think there's a reason this has become a term and there's a guy associated with it. You know who it is? No. Travis Kelsey. He's like that? Which is completely the opposite of the way I pictured that oh, guy yeah. a year ago. I thought he was a player. Hey baby, can you get me a sandwich? <laughs> Certainly not a lap dog and easy to train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't think so. Not at all, but that's where they think that comes from. Well, you know, uh, Taylor Swift is like the Caesar Milan of that world. <laughs> <laughs> she whipped him go. into shape. Well, maybe. That could be it. I don't know, she man. She can't to write keep a song a about him. Like, but she okay. never keeps the guy around. They all leave. No, no they, they bail. Eventually. No. That dog she, runs away. She rehabilitates <laughs> them and then hands them back to their original owners. Sends them on their way. Caesar no, doesn't they, keep the dogs. No, he... Yes, I understand that. But a lot of times, she's not doing the one... Or the one breaking up. She's the one writing the heartbroken song. Oh, like yeah. a dog's never run away from you before? Come on. Come on. Well, it's that new car thing right away, right? And then all of a sudden, you don't wash it as often, and then, you know, eventually you trade it in. (laughs) Poor guy in a shock collar. Terrible. (laughs) I don't know. I just don't see it. said uh, the actor Tom Holland fits that bill, too. I don't know enough about him to know whether that's true or not. Or uh, Sean Mendez. Again. Uh, David, do you think you're a golden retriever? Yeah, probably. (laughs) Arf, (laughs) arf. All right. News updated more straight ahead. triggers are everywhere from dust mites pet dander and pollen to smog and smoke an asthma attack can strike anywhere anytime be prepared with quick acting primatine mist clinically proven to open airways quickly it's the number one fda approved asthma inhaler available over the counter primatine mist breathe easy again use as directed Thanks to Total Wine, you saved more on all the gifts for the ones you adore. Wines and beers all nestled on shelves. Got some advice from our helpful elves. Oh, so, so many gifts to explore when you go, go to Total Wine and more. Bottles so delightful, whoa, whoa, whoa. Price so amazingly low, low, low. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and more. Drink responsibly, B21. A holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to get money the same day. Starting December 11th, walk into a Jackson Hewitt for an early loan on your tax refund, and you could walk out with up to a thousand bucks. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to get money. Listen out, would be cray. Appointments go fast. Book yours now at jacksonhewitt.com. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com.
What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, some Democratic senators, including one Bernie Sanders. Oh. Yeah. Um, that, hey, not playing around anymore with the president. Okay. Uh, Israel has to do more to reduce civilian casualties in Gaza. Or what? That's a great question, David. The, the truth is, if... Asking nicely worked, we wouldn't be in the position we are today. The United States has to use its substantial leverage with Israel. And we all know what leverage is, Bernie said. The blank check approach must end. Ah, but not for Ukraine. No, no, of course not. Never, never for Ukraine. Don't even think about that. No. That's just it. Stompy foot. What do you... You're going to tell Israel how to defend itself? Yeah, let, let's talk about leverage here, Bernie. You have none. No, he doesn't. And by the way, if you were just asked the question, let's say, let's pretend, if you don't mind role-playing for a second, David. Okay. Pretend you're on the left. Yeah. And I say, hey, so what has Israel not done as far as civilian casualties to limit as much as possible so far in this war? Apartheid genocide. But, I mean, what else are they supposed to You're do? You're funding genocide. Okay. That's yeah, pretty, that's pretty much, much how that goes. Yeah. Really can't reason with these people. But when you really ask the question and try to honestly answer it, what were they supposed to do? Well, well, there was... Yeah, doesn't it seem like they've done everything they can to limit civilian casualties? Well, if you're telling people where to go, I mean, the interesting thing is that... There is some drop in support of uh, the war within Israel, not because of civilian casualties, but because people are kind of saying, "Okay, when are we actually going to go? When are we really going to go and do what needs to be done to wipe Hamas off of the face of the earth? Right. There are people who think that this is being slow walked. Yes, agree. So that's out there. Well, it's December. That means another uh, conversation, some would say argument, on whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. Another poll done. It is. Uh, it, it's not. Um, Bruce Willis has said as much, David. Well, what does he know? Uh, he was in the movie. Well, so. This was years ago he said this. It's not a bleeping Christmas movie. Uh, people have made this argument for quite a while. It takes place at a Christmas party. Well, the, yeah, the, yes, the the situation would not have occurred had it not been for Christmas. Yeah, it could have been any other holiday party. Because every holiday party is on Christmas Eve. No one goes to be with their family. They go to the office I'd, party. I'd, I didn't say it was a solid setup. I'm just saying that <laughs> it wouldn't have happened had it not been a Christmas party. Got it. 
50% say it is not. 26% say it is. 23% don't know. Or don't just care. Not sure. Yeah, probably. That's probably what it is. Okay, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, a couple of things going on. Uh, well, we got a news update here, David. Oh, yeah. Well, Bill Malugin, he's been at the border for, well, pretty much the entirety of the Biden administration covering uh, the crisis firsthand for Fox News. And he got a new video of some of the people who crossed over in Arizona. Uh, you know, all of these asylum seekers, uh, you know, women and children. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, and, I just I mean, saw the video. Yeah, mostly yeah. guys. Yeah. I didn't see one woman. Was there any women there? Not that I, I saw. saw one video where a a woman and maybe a 12 or 13 year old girl were coming across, but it's overwhelmingly dudes in their late teens to mid 20s. But it's, it's like a, an Iron Maiden show on the Power Slave Tour 1985. Right, yeah, exactly. Except it's 2023 and they very very well identify as women and therefore they are. Right, exactly. Yeah, you don't want to assume anybody's pronouns as yeah, if, you're, if you're taking yeah. women and children then yeah, I'm a woman. Okay. Yeah, right. Well, that's funny. That just happened a week ago. Yeah. They're telling people at the border, "Hey, don't misgender." Right. Right. I know. It's like are you joking? I, right I know, now? right? I know. Holy I cow. mean, I I kid when I say that, but there's a hint of truism there. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Bill Malugin talked with a couple of these uh, these dudes who were coming in. And again, these are the asylum seekers, we're told. Okay. I came here because I want quality life. You know, America is a, la- is a land of opportunity. I'm a good person. I want to be a good person here in the United States. I love you, Joe Biden. Thank you for everything, Joe Biden. Wait a second. No one said anything about running for their lives. No. Weird, huh? It's like, yeah, I want to make money, and I can do that in the United States, which is true. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that people still want to come here. But we can't just have a free-for-all at the southern border. No. (laughs) It's insanity, man. It's just absolute crazy. And the only thing that I can think of that's going to stop it is what? There's a new president, or every state's going to have to do what Greg Abbott in Texas is talking about right now is just changing the law. Yeah. So by Texas law, we're going to be able to arrest people and deport them. Yeah. What else can you do? Yeah. Just crazy. Um, by the way, uh, and you noticed this, David. All of a sudden, the White House has nothing to say about voter suppression. Yeah, very interesting, isn't it? Joe Biden hasn't been shy about attacking Republicans as being anti-democracy. And his press team hasn't either. They've talked a lot about voter suppression in Georgia, for example, and stood by that even after there was record turnout. Mm -hmm. But the Democrats have effectively canceled a primary vote in the state of Florida, which is very voter suppression-y. Interesting. Yeah, no, we're just going to basically rubber stamp Joe Biden as the nominee. All these mm. people talking about fighting for 
democracy, for the right of people to vote and, and decide who governs them. Unless you're a Democrat in Florida, in which case, no, shut up and, and take our nominee. Yeah, so, don't bring up any war on democracy. Shush, shush. Yeah, so White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked if the president supports that anti-democracy move. Fox News' Jackie Heinrich had the question. Okay. Does the Florida party then effectively canceling the Democratic primary also constitute voter suppression? I can't speak to that. Why not? You have to speak to the campaign or the DNC. Does the White House have any thoughts on, on I can't, those I can't, voters? I, I can't speak to that. Is it because of hmm. or? I just, this is, you're talking about 2024 election. You're talking about a primary. I'm just not going to speak to that from here. Got it. Hmm, weird. Uh, yeah. I, I seem to remember her talking an awful lot about Jim Crow 2.0. Yes. It is one of the greatest threats to democracy we face. Yeah. Voter suppression. Terrible. That's when it was revealed that Major League Baseball hates somebody. Yeah, well, Scott Robbins in particular. Yeah. Well, I've been reminded of it a thousand times, but... Well, good, yeah. Yeah, he, just so you know. Well, um, they moved the All-Star game yeah, because I know, of I know, these I know racist voting laws well, in Georgia. They couldn't do it. And if you recall, Jim Crow became Jim Eagle. You probably don't remember that, but I that's, do. it did yeah. happen, yes. You yes. know, it makes me laugh. Is I, I've done a couple of different plumbing uh, jobs in my house using PVC pipe, and stamped on it is J.M. Eagle. And it makes me freaking laugh all the time. Every time I'm cutting that Schedule 40, man, and I see J.M. Eagle, I'm like, Jim Eagle. Eagle. Is, that what, is that what Joe was trying to talk about? Maybe. Who knows? I mean, you're the closest person we have on this show to understanding what Joe says. That's true. So we're counting on you, David. You're a man, man with many talents. He speaks. He's multilingual. Yeah. All right, switching gears. Oh, you see the story that Hamas drugged? The Israeli hostages? Yes. Yeah. Holy smokes, Daddy-O. Yeah. Tranquilizer pills, David? Yeah. What, what is it? Uh, clonazepam? Is that how you say it? It's a, it's an anti-anxiety medication. It's, it's basically, yeah, sedative. Um, Terrible. And, yeah, they so they gave it to the people who were coming back or going back to Israel from Gaza in order to make them look more compliant and happy. And remember, there were some reporters... Who are saying, yeah, it looks like these women have been treated very well. Okay, but now the updated story right. is they don't want to release any women hostages, or they're hesitant to because of the stories they're going to tell. Right. The atrocities. Right. Even though there was just a story earlier today, there are so many women's groups across the country that will not call out Hamas for the raping of the women there. What is that? It's just, you know, it's this big bag of left-wing ideology, and there are yeah. certain rules at play, and so you can't stand up for women in this instance. Well, yep. yeah, and part of it is, is uh, again, you hear the term intersectionality and whatnot, and yes, the hatred of Israel goes beyond just anti-Semitism. I mean, anti-Semitism is part of it, but they see Jews as white settlers and, and um, colonizers. And so they get to sort of live vicariously. These left-wing ideologues here in the United States get to live vicariously through terrorist organizations striking back against white colonialism. That's how they see it. And so there are things that are more permissible in their eyes, or at least excusable, because at the end of the day, 
the population as they see it of Israel. It's more diverse than this, but in in their eyes, they see Israel as white. Right. It's just kind of crazy. You know, and speaking of women's groups, go off on a tangent here for a second. I just happened to hear this on Matt Walsh's show from Daily Wire. He was talking about back in 1969, Planned Parenthood. They had this memo recommending strategies for population control. I don't know if you've ever heard of this before. Some people are very familiar with this whole sort of memo talking about these different strategies, restructuring the family. Um, there was, you know, getting women to work. There were, you know, many facets of that. Mm -hmm. You could do that, and then you could actually sort of raise children as a state instead of having parents do it, so you could sort of indoctrinate the kids any way that you wanted to do it. Um, of course, there was a rise in abortion, uh, encouragement of increased homosexuality. So all this stuff on a one-sheeter from Planned Parenthood. And part of what he played is this interview, it's like from 10 or 15 years ago, with a Hollywood producer named Andrew Russo, who's Bette Midler's manager, a bit of a player. And he was telling the interviewer that he had a conversation with one of the members of the Rockefeller family, and he talked about it. And this is pretty wild, man. I don't know. Have you ever heard this before? No. All right, roll this. We talk, and he started laughing. He said, Aaron, what do you think women's liberation was about? And uh, I said, I, I'm pretty conventional thinking about it at that point. And I said, I think it's about women having the right to work, getting equal pay with men, just like they won the right to vote, you know? And he started to laugh. He said, you're an idiot. And I said, why am I an idiot? He said, you want me, let me tell you what that was about. We, the Rockefellers, funded that. We funded women's lib, you know? And we're the ones who got all over the newspapers and television, the Rockefeller Foundation. He says, and you want to know why? He says, there were two primary reasons. And they were, one reason was we couldn't tax half the population before women's live. Think about that for a second. Whoa. Again, people say, this is some conspiracy theory. I'm just saying, the guy said this in an interview. It's Jeez. just interesting because everything that the guy said ended up playing out. Wow. And the man. second reason was now we get the kids in school at an early age. We can indoctrinate the kids how to think. It breaks up their family. The, the kids start looking at the state as the family, as the school, as the officials, as their family, not as the parents teaching them. The whole thing is called the JAF memo. J-A-F-F-E. Never heard of that. It's wild. It's like, <laughs> here's the how-to of basically how to control society. And you look at it, and you're like, holy crap, this has actually happened. Hmm. Over the last several decades. Yeah, it's about it's about completely demolishing a sense of individualism. Mm -hmm. You think what what's more personal on a human level than the notion of having a child, of raising a family? That's so it, true. I mean a lot of people just don't think of it that way. And, and for women, I mean, you're literally growing that body inside of you. Yes. I mean that there is nothing more more personal than that relationship between a mother and a child when you degrade that concept and when you separate the emotion the soul of that relationship away and just say well this is just another worker that you're giving birth to right if you can convince somebody that that relationship no longer matters 
you can convince them of anything. Yes. Well, and there's a book out. Um, happy to hear the whole thing called Domestic Extremist, Peachy Keenan. Don't know if you've ever heard of it. I would recommend it. And it's this woman that basically was brought up with very much liberal thinking that ended up getting married, having kids, and realizing, oh, my goodness, women have been sold a lie for years. And she calls it out in a brutal sort of way. If you want, I can bring different excerpts from that thing in, just uh, audio that's hilarious, because she really rips on just the current thinking with, you know, women's rights and how everything's been turned upside down, in her opinion. It's really effective because you're taking away one of the greatest joys from women the way everything's portrayed in society today, and that is just raising a family, and it's shunned anymore. Like, if you are going to be a stay-at-home mom and that's what you desire, you are looked at as someone that's like, well, you're really not fulfilling, you know, everything that you could be. Right. Even though that's the person's desire. That's what they want. They're shunned for it. It's, it's pretty wild. Okay. Did you see what the word of the year is? <laughs> I love December, these year-end year year things. Yeah. yeah. The word of the year? Yes. It's going to be obvious when you say it. I don't think it'll be obvious really? to you. Yeah, I think you might ask what it is. It's Riz. Riz? Yeah, R-I-Z-Z. Riz. Yes. I have no idea. You don't know what it means at all? N- no, not okay. a clue. Does David know? I think David does know. I think I think because we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Yes. Do you want this to be a cliffhanger? A little bit, because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll explain it and then decide whether or not Scott Robbins has the Riz. Oh, God. And a news update straight ahead. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Thanks to Total Wine, you saved more on all the gifts for the ones you adore. Wines and beers all nestled on shelves. Got some advice from our helpful elves. Oh, so, so many gifts to explore when you go, go to Total Wine and more. Bottles so delightful, whoa, whoa, whoa. Price so amazingly low, low, low. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and more. Drink responsibly, B21. A holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to get money the same day. Starting December 11th, walk into a Jackson Hewitt for an early loan on your tax refund, and you could walk out with up to a thousand bucks. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to get money. Listen, I would be cray. <laughs> Appointments go fast. Book yours now at jacksonhewitt.com. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. 
stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Doesn't it seem like every other day there's some sort of attack on our troops overseas? Yes. And then you'll hear the report, and our officials say, we're pretty sure it's Iran. Yeah. If there was a poll right now that said, are we doing enough to stop this nonsense? What do you think the reaction would be? Some people don't even know what's happening. Right. I, I was going to say, among the percentage overall, I mean, overall, it'd probably be overwhelmingly, yeah, I guess we're doing enough, because most people don't understand what's happening. For those who've actually paid attention to it, I think probably the answer would be, as far as we know, we're not doing enough. Yeah. You think of what we've done over the last 10 years. Helped to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Which means, well, yeah, we help them with their weapon systems that then get used against us. Mm-hmm. The whole Iran deal, you could go on and on about this. But there, people are getting more critical, saying, we got to do something. I mean, in some places, it feels like our troops are just sitting ducks. Well, we don't want the conflict in the region to grow. Okay. You're just going to keep putting up with that until something terrible happens? You're right. just waiting for that? We'll see what happens. Oh, as far as uh, the word of the year mentioned earlier. Yeah, what is it? It's Riz, R-I-Z-Z. R-I-Z-Z, okay. I don't know what that means. I have no idea. It's style, charm, or attractiveness. Riz? The, yeah, the ability to attract a romantic or sexual partner. Mm. Shortened form of charisma. Oh, the Riz. Riz, you got the Riz. Okay, man. Yes. I like the Riz. So then I asked David Van Camp before to answer the question, does Scott Robbins have the Riz? In your opinion, David. Um... Well, I mean, his his history would say, yeah, at least at one point he had the Riz. I'd say he's got the Riz. Thanks, man. No problem. I think that's a good thing. I'll make sure to put it on my resume. I've always said it. Riz heavy. Yes. I mean, I could also say I haven't always understood it. No, it's hard but... to understand. Genius is hard to understand. It is. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. But you do, in fact, have it, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently for the Oxford University Word of the Year, Riz beat out some other finalists, including Swifty. That's Taylor Swift fan, correct? Yeah, crazy yeah, fan. Okay. Yes. Um, another was Situationship. <laughs> Is that the status of our relationship? A romantic or sexual relationship that's not considered to be formal or established. Oh, Situationship. It's a situation, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things. Um, some other words, some are like two words together. Beige flag. Instead of a red flag, it's a beige flag. What? It's a character trait that indicates a potential partner is boring or lacks originality. You know, I could have figured that one out. Yeah, okay. Okay. Parasocial. Parasocial. Relationship that a person imagines having with another person who they don't actually know, uh, but are connected on social media. Yeah. And then there's heat dome. That's what emanates off my my melon. That's how you get the riz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a persistent high-pressure weather system over a particular geographic area, which traps a massive hot air below it. Heat dome. Heat yeah, dome. we heard a lot about that over the summer. That's true. And then de-influencing. 
the practice of discouraging people from buying particular products, often through social media. Oh, a de-influencer. Yeah, like you don't want to get this. Garbage sort of thing. Yes, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, David, biggest story of the day outside of Robin's having the Riz. Well, I mean, the Riz is a pretty important story. Um, Well, I I think there are a few things. I mean, one, the White House really not wanting to answer any questions about the financial relationship between Hunter Biden and his dad, Joe, Mm -hmm. as uh, more information comes out on that. Um, Also, I mean, this is potentially bad news for the Democrats moving forward because there was a group of they call themselves Muslim leaders. I don't really know what their resumes are, but mainstream media has picked up on it Uh, from around the country. These uh, Muslim activists are telling Biden, you've lost our vote. We're working to make sure you never win re-election. We'll get an update on that. And then you got your big three, Scott. Yeah, man. The trifecta. Straight ahead right here. Hey, it's Jamie Markley. David Van Camp. Me, Scott Robbins. From the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Where we turn mundane into madness. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening on the radio. But have you dared to join in the fun online? Follow us on Instagram for video and behind-the-scenes content. Hey, is that a good idea that we do that? Sure, why not? You can also yell at us on X or Twitter. It's that thing Elon Musk runs. And Facebook, because Grandma deserves a daily dose of Barkley Van Camp and Robin. Yeah, stop doom-scrolling and stalking your old high school classmates. Search NBCR Show on Instagram, X, and Facebook. Because life's too short for boring radio shows. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, thank you for being here. News update, David Van Camp. Well, I just think it's incredible that federal authorities have released, what, 50,000 or so uh, illegal immigrants onto the streets of San Diego. It's crazy. In the last two months. Here you go. How do they eat? <laughs> Unbelievable. What happens? It is, it is absolutely. I don't know. Yeah, and then people have the gall to say, don't call it an invasion. No, these are all asylum seekers. Yeah. Not people okay. just taking advantage of a situation. Boy, they hate the word thing, don't they? They hate the honesty of words. They oh, absolutely. They have to change the definition of it all the time. Yeah. That's why it's best to just stick with the word and don't play the games. In the last, and just say illegal alien. Just say it. In the last like 10 years, the definition of words that I knew I was rock solid on the definition has changed. Everything. You look at the video, and you had the clip earlier. Bill Malusian from Fox in Lukeville, Arizona, which is sort of the new hotbed as far as where illegals are coming through. I mean, you said you saw maybe two women out of, like, hundreds? Yeah. I didn't see any. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there were some women in there. Yeah. Because, of course, if you say there were no women, somebody's going to say, no, here's, like, three women, and that proves nothing, but okay. Okay. Scott, you and I were in the room at the same time. Yep. It was at least 95%. Easily. Easily. And again, from the clip that you had, David, that's not 
asylum seekers. That's someone looking for a better life, and you don't blame anyone for doing that. I've always said that. No. But you have to secure the border because so many people are coming through, we don't know who they are. Yep. And then you had the FBI director earlier today say that all the threats are elevated. And if you happen to miss that, this is what he said. So what I would say that is unique about the environment that we're in right now in my career is that while there may have been times over the years where individual threats could have been higher here or there than where they might be right now, I've never seen a time where all the threats or so many of the threats are all elevated all at exactly the same time. Yeah, that's cause for concern. It is. And it's self-inflicted. Yes. Which makes it so frustrating. Yep. All right, Robin, you ready for your big three? Yeah, let's go. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins' trifecta, his top three stories of the day, helped by his hero. Hi, it's me, Casey. Hey, buddy, you missed a good Monday Night Football game last night. Yes. No, you didn't show up. I mean, I'm ready. Three. Pizza in the oven. Right to it. Number three, Dick Durbin. Uh, oh. what wants to enshrine the right of illegal aliens to serve in the U.S. military? One of the worst. Both senators actually from Illinois are behind this. What a low bar. Golly. Yesterday afternoon, we found out a very large group of Chinese nationals, we talked about this, were uh, found crossing illegally into the U.S. Mm-hmm. We've seen over and over again a lot of images from the southern border of men, mostly military age, by the way coming from the Middle East or Africa, and also crossing illegally. Well, that would spark an administration, I would think, to crack down on what the hell is going on. (laughs) But it doesn't. Of course not. So Dick Durbin has a novel idea. He and Tammy Duckworth put their two pinheads together, and they came up with this. Make it possible for the illegal immigrants to join the U.S. military. Do you know when the recruiting numbers are at the Army, Navy, and Air Force? they're They're down. They can't reach their quotas. They can't find enough people to join. So the legislation that Dick is referring to here was introduced by fellow Democrat Senator Tammy Duckworth, both fine Americans. Other Democrats have tried to introduce similar legislation, and there's simply no way to describe uh, how nuts this is, but they've done it too. And this time they feel like they have a fighting chance, so they're going to do it again. What's weird because... Are they going to pledge their allegiance to America before any of this happens? Just asking for a friend. Well, it sort of shoots the narrative right in the foot, doesn't it? Because a lot of times we're talking about young families seeking asylum. If you're trying to raise a family, if you're a young mother, how can you be in the military at that time? Dick Durbin wants to rip children out of the hands of mothers and send (laughs) them to die overseas. (laughs) Right. It's nonsense. But again, both senators from Illinois were conjured this one up. Well, it goes back to something we talked about a couple of weeks ago when you look at the stats. Because the Marines are (laughs) the only part of the military that's not lagging behind in numbers. And then they broke it out demographically and then by Republicans and Democrats. And it's young Democrats that are not signing up for service the way they have in the past. You know, let's not try to figure out what the problem is, why these numbers are low. Isn't it fascinating, the cynicism of Democrats that we've seen over the last couple of years as the border crisis has spun more and more out of control? Because you've had many Democrats like Nancy Pelosi saying, hey, 
we need illegal immigrants because somebody's got to pick those crops. Exactly. Yep. AOC said we need these illegal immigrants because somebody's got to start having babies in this country. Yep. And now you've got Democrats saying we need Ill- illegal immigrants because somebody's got to go fight our wars. Right. Basically, everything that they look down on, they think is suitable for illegal immigrants. Let's outsource everything to illegal immigrants. Yeah. And not only that, to more enrich themselves. Right. Is really what it's about in the end. The elites. Yeah. Now, on with the countdown. Yeah. The Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day, up to number two. Number two, Alabama head football coach uh, Nick Saban. His phone number has been leaked. <laughs> How what? does this happen? Uh, but it's happened. You know, people are pissed right now, a lot of people, particularly fans of uh, uh, Florida State being mm-hmm. left out of the Final Four in terms of the playoff situation to win the national championship in uh, in college football. Yep. The Alabama Crimson Tide seems to be the uh, sticking point for a lot of them because they lost once, right? But uh, anyway, Saban's squad is in there anyway, so somebody got a hold of Nick Saban's number and blasted it out on social media so a bunch of pissed-off Florida State fans have been calling the number. He's getting 250 calls a day, people yelling oh, at him. Oh, my <laughs> I wonder if it was an old recruit or something like that. You wonder... I don't exactly know. who leaked it out. I don't know, but I'm assuming he's changed his number by now. Yeah, I guess but, so. Uh, at any rate, gosh dang. Holy smokes. And the countdown continues. Scott Robbins trifecta, top three. And finally, one. Uh, number one, uh, former Republican representative Liz Cheney says that she thinks, uh, well, she's thinking about uh, running for president. Yeah, you know, she's <laughs> promoting a book right now. I don't know if you've heard. Uh, essentially a book about how uh, Donald Trump is the closest thing to Hitler we've ever had and how awful it would be if he were ever reelected again and blah, blah, blah. So somebody said, hey, well, how about you running for president? I mean, you know, as a third-party candidate, she's, you know, I, I just might do that. She says she's kicking it around. She wants to do, she said, whatever it takes to stop President Trump from winning in 2024. And she told the Washington Post in an interview uh, yesterday that, you know, I might just do it. Some Trump critics apparently now are fearing that the Cheney candidacy could spin off votes from uh, from uh, him or President Biden's people are feeling the same way. So the question was this, and this was this was proposed. What exactly would her constituency be? I would guess I mean, somewhere... Trump voters hate her. Yeah, it would. I mean, if you're asking the question, yeah, it would be the same types of people that would vote for RFK Jr., right? But she that, would, that wants someone in the middle. That but those are stuff, kind of the but, conspiracy theory people, right? They're yeah. the big fans of RFK Jr. Yeah. Wouldn't be fans of her. That's Green true. Party's got Jill Stein. She's not going anywhere. I mean, Cheney's, uh, Democrats hate the Cheney's. They're not going to vote for a Cheney. And the movement conservatives, well, they don't like her either. No. They don't trust her. I think some independents, I just don't know. maybe. I, mean, I don't know. People are all worked it's... up about who she could potentially pull votes for. I'm like, who? Yeah. I Who's going to cast a vote for Liz Cheney that would normally vote for any of these other people? Nobody. I mean, I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe uh, like somewhat conservative boomer Democrat, maybe. But even then, I mean, you bring up RFK Jr., that person seems right. more likely to go yes. that route. Right. I agree. Just yeah. because of the Kennedy name. But I thought it was an interesting thing because everybody's all worked up about her running as a third party candidate, pulling votes away from him. I'm like, I don't know. Who's she going to pull votes away from?
That's a great question. I mean, you could see Mitt Romney perhaps pulling votes away. No, I can't. Maybe Ooh. from some Democrats who are not happy with Biden. Well, and I, I could see uh, some Republicans, not a lot, but I could yeah, see some, some would. Republicans maybe. I could see maybe a small contingency of people voting for Mitt Romney, but Liz Cheney. Yeah, I don't no know way. where they come from. I just, I just don't know. So I thought it was an interesting juxtaposition as to why or what are we worried about here when we don't think she's got anybody right. to pull from. And there you have it. There you go. Scott Robbins trifecta. By the way, that just reminded me of something. There was a, I knew at least one bet that was coming due, speaking of politics. Yeah. What's and that? it has come due. Uh, it passed on November 17th. And the bet was made, oh, well, like a year and a half ago, that Joe Biden would still be the president. Robbins said he would. David said, no, that's a $5 bet in favor of Robbins. What do you know about that? Yes. Um, I, I guess we'll wait till the bitter end on this one, David, that Kim Kardashian was going to run for president in 2024. That was a $10 bet. I said, no, you said yes. You still holding out on that one? Hey, man, anything can happen, right? There's still time. Okay. All right. We don't have to do that yet. Also, that Kamala Harris would be the vice president for the next election. Robbins, you said yes. I said no, that's a $5 bet, but we got a ways to go on that one. Yeah, we do. I think the only other outstanding bet is Travis, Kelsey, Taylor Swift still together March 2024. I said they will be. You said they won't. No, there's Scott. no way. Okay. There's no way. All right, so that means, let's see. Oh, it's only owes David five bucks now. All right. You owe me 50. David, you owe me 55. <laughs> I'm whittling away, though, on David. Yeah. All right, news updated. Nimrod's the news coming up. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. A holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to get money the same day. Starting December 11th, walk into a Jackson Hewitt for an early loan on your tax refund, and you could walk out with up to a thousand bucks. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to get money. Listen, I would be crazy. 
<laughs> Appointments go fast. Book yours now at jacksonhewitt.com. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Oh, yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Another news update, David Van Camp. Sorry, my uh, computer is uh, fettermined out here. Oh, um, I had something I had to have a chance to get to yet. And I always boot her last name, but Robbins helps me. Margulies. Juliana Margulies. Yeah. She is uh, in a bit of hot water with some people. Yeah, I know. I, I love her for it, too, by the way. She was speaking out against black anti-Semitism. Yeah. yeah. Do you hear anything about this, David? No, I don't even know who this person is. Yeah, you do. If you saw her, you would know who she is. I'm showing the picture right now. I mean, the, the height of her popularity was years ago. Oh, wasn't yeah. It? Uh, okay. She Actress, was in uh, some hospital show, right? ER, right? Was it ER? I don't know, man. Uh, I don't watch that stuff. I don't know. I remember from no, some, I sound like a buffoon. One of those doctor Thanks. shows. Yeah, that's, I mean... And yeah. then she was on another show. I just never watched those shows. Yeah. I'm sure she's a fine actress. She's, uh, yes, she's definitely fine. She is Jewish. Yes. And she was on a podcast. And she commented that, um, wow, the entire black community may have been brainwashed to hate Jews. Like, okay, that's a broad brush there. Mm-hmm. Um, but what she was saying is, uh, as far as like college campus stuff, those kids who are spewing this anti-Semitic hate have no idea that if they step foot in an Islamic country, these people would want to call them, you know, selves they, them, or whatever they want us to call them, which I have respectfully made a point of doing, by the way. It's those people that would be the first people beheaded and their heads played like a soccer ball. Uh-huh. Whoa. I'm not saying that what she said isn't true. Right. I don't know about the soccer ball part. Yeah, well. But, I mean, that was a little bit surprising. I didn't know she would, was capable of saying such a thing. I really didn't either. I didn't know. I, didn't, I thought she was sort of apolitical. I didn't know. She said, and that's who they're supporting? Terrorists who don't want women to have rights? Right. That's a good LGBTQ point. people get executed. I mean, she's making the point that I think a lot of us have made. Yeah. Um, then she claimed that a black lesbian club at Columbia University, screened a film and put signs up that said, no Jews allowed. Apparently, the actual sign said, Zionists aren't invited, according to the New York wow. Post. She said, as someone who plays a lesbian journalist on The Morning Show, that Apple TV show, I am more offended by it as a lesbian than I am as a Jew. Said Because I want to say to them, you bleeping idiots, you don't exist. You're even lower than the Jews. A, you're black, and B... You're gay and you're turning back against people who support you? Because Jews, they rally around everybody. So there's backlash, because that was a little yeah. controversial. The broad brushes and everything else. Wow. So they, Oh, and here's what kills me. These kids are calling Jews colonialists. If you're going to go with that argument, kids, get the bleep out of America. Because well, you were not here first. Native Americans were here first, and you owe them a big bleeping apology. Yeah, she was just spouting whatever she wanted. I've also been instructed she was in The Good Wife, which ran. That's it? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, thank you very much for that help. I mean, it still sounds like dopes when it comes to no, that TV was, and her, yeah. you know, the show she's been on, but that helps a little bit. Thanks, Kathy. Appreciate that. Okay, we ready for Nimrods? 
You ready for an MRI? Lock yes. and roll, man. All right, roll it out. Here we go. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. Okay, we'll start in Florida. Why not? Uh, judge ordered a dude uh, to have no contact with his wife. Why? Uh, he was arrested for allegedly striking her in the face with a sausage. Oh, no. during a verbal altercation. Ray Allen, not that Ray Allen, different Ray Allen. um, Allegedly threw the sausage. Oh, he threw it at her. And (laughs) the story says, presumably pork, at his spouse. Mm -hmm. The said sausage struck the 64-year-old victim on the right side of the face. EMS workers responded to the home in St. Pete and washed the victim's eye out with a saline solution. Yeah, then gave her some mustard and a bun. <laughs> See, Gee, that's terrible, man. Another Nimrod in Ohio, a 42-year-old guy arrested for allegedly shooting another man in the face. Okay, the guy's going to be okay. That's Ooh, the good news. Why did he shoot him? Uh, he didn't share his potato chips. The guy had a hankering, and he wouldn't share. I'll the guy. It. Shot him in the face. And they're, honestly, this is audio uh, from the car. Do we have time for this? Yeah. I have to get to it tomorrow. Oh, dang. I think we're going to have to get to it tomorrow. Oh, go, go ahead. That's all I've been doing, just trying to get my life together with God. It definitely wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> That's Nimrod's in the news.